baby growl I'm a hillbilly wolf and you ought to hear me growl I come from the hills where I learned to whistle okay, and howl Okay, here we go. This is episode... This is, this is the second, part two. Money, this is part two of the R.C. Carter conversation. Um, if you money, haven't listened to, epi- to part one of it, go back right now. Stop what you're doing. Go back to part one of the conversation uh, so that you can get all the backstory, know who it is that we're talking to here, knowing who the rancher, knowing the family, knowing the business. And then uh, this one we kind of get more into what they're actually all about, what they're doing, what's going on, what their current projects are, their future projects are. And uh, it's, 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 a, it's an inspiring, refreshing way that these guys are choosing to look at life and how to go about it and how you can basically create any type of life or atmosphere that you want. These are some go-getter type dudes. And uh, I hope you leave inspired to pick up on your path, whatever that you might be on. That that's uh, if you're, if you, if you don't know if it's if, 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 if you're onto something or if you're out of your mind, right? And if you're somewhere in between those two places, you're, you're probably onto something. Okay, and uh, that that's that's what um, you can take away from this conversation right here. But I'm not going to dilly dally. Let's jump right into part two of the rc carter conversation here on the man child podcast let's go what you know about me All right, so you guys, you're, you're, you're constantly finding different ways to use every bit of the animal, and you've got some really cool partnerships going on um, with, with really, you know, kind of titan-type companies like Yeti and, and, and North Face. What are some of the things that you're doing with that? Yeah, it, I mean it's it's really strange. Like, but this is like the the great teamwork between uh, you know what everybody brings to the table. My brother, he was sponsored by Yeti, so those guys heard about what we're doing. I had the idea like we should use their coolers as far as a shipping vessel. So um, we've postponed it right now, but once we get going again, um, once all this virus stuff goes away, um, we use we use. It's all about that carbon footprint, you know, and like not being a being more of at least trying to be part of a solution rather than just contributing to the old problem so our effort like the shipping industry and shipping boxes is like it's it's an interesting one i mean cardboard is like really crappy for the environment like it's just it's it's just there's a lot of carbon that is expelled just in the act of you know making cardboard um and then there's really like, well, what do you do with it after you use it? So anyway, our solution to that was to work with with Yeti. So we approached Yeti and they're, um, they collabed with us. And so we sell, you know, Yeti coolers and we fill them with meat, ship them off to to you. Um, and then when you're done with it, you can you send that cooler back to us or you just keep it and you got a cool a cool Yeti cooler. Right. Um, 
we're also using like uh, our cardboard program where we have we use a, a, a corn based sustainable packaging. So instead of like styrofoam, it's a corn based insulation that's in it. Um, so that's that's a really cool. I got to say like, Yeti is like one of the most amazing. These guys are awesome. They're just they're good people. And they like they really they really try and they really want to improve um you know, and support people that are trying to make a difference in, yeah. you know, the environment and the world and just pioneer new ways. And uh, another great company that we've started to work with now is, uh, is the North Face. Um, they're, they're awesome. Um, you know, I had dinner with Arne um, Arends and the, the great people in the, in that community. And, um, you know, we work with uh, our Carol. Um, and we're, so we're, we're looking towards, uh they want to use our leather for a project so that we can start to use make le uh, leather leather gloves out of um with our leather and it's really an interesting thing is like it just so happened that like right about the time that they hit us up about this project that the price of our leather or my processor hits me up and says hey your leather is like basically or your hides are basically not worth anything anymore so it's going to cost you more to kill your animal another fifty dollars and so that that comes you know that's that's a cost to us so wait, wait so, a second why why are they throwing away leather right and so like i so i talked to a couple people i talked to a tannery and a fleshery um and, and both of them both of them told me that the reason why that our leather, why they're throwing the hides from our cattle away, throwing them into the dumpster and into the landfill, taking up landfill space, is because there's there's a lack of demand for leather. And it's because everybody, like, you know, there's people are really concerned right now about, you know, climate change. And, what, you know, so it's all about the climate change and the carbon. And so right now people believe that artificial leather is good for the environment and cattle are bad for the environment. And it's actually, it's like, it's completely backwards. Like the process of making artificial leather, like there's a reason they're doing it. Majority of it is in China. It's because it's like, it's a super, like it's an extremely bad process. Um, chemical, like there's some really noxious chemicals that are used and there's like, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. All I know is that artificial leather is bad for the environment. Cows, good for the environment Who, who's pushing it, this belief that we've all subscribed to that that's not the case that cows are terrible for the and we we and it's cruel and it's all these sorts of things and where is that coming from man i wish i knew because it's not coming from here like i don't know who's <laughs> i don't know who's doing it but like all i know is what i know and like if that's what you're pushing it's because you don't know like you don't, you don't understand it. Um, you know, and there is like, it's, it's, you know, it's like as humans, we're so quick to like jump into a group or to lump something like that's our brains. Like we need to box things up. And so you're like, right. cows are bad. Okay. And so there is there, like, there is, there's degrees to each thing, you know, there's, there is no right, there is no wrong, but there are degrees on one uh, on this, on the spectrum. And so I feel that it's more like, you know, there, our animals, the way we're doing it is completely like it's part of the solution as compared to, you know, cattle that are raised in a com com in a commercial setting that are like this, like this big, big box beef industry. That is 
Like it has an extremely detrimental effect on the environment. And I mean, it's just, it's all about numbers, right? But like, I feel like the big numbers that people to be watching, it's carbon. Like you, you can measure carbon. You can measure whether, you know, you're maintaining a baseline of carbon on your land or, you know, it's going up or you're improving your soils or it's going down and you're basically mining your soil. And so like, I know just enough about things to be kind of dangerous, but like what I know about carbon is it's, it's a really, it's an amazing thing. Like carbon is, that is what the, a lot of micro, everything, everything that we see is like, it's based on carbon. You know, our bodies are built out of carbon. Grass is built out of carbon. I mean, it's, it's, it's imperative that we, that we have it microorganisms if you take the microscope and you go into the soil and you look at it like i saw that i read this thing that in one tea if you take a teaspoon of healthy a tablespoon of healthy soil and you broke you got it under microscope where you could look at it and count start count, counting the microorganisms if you counted non-stop as fast as you could count 24 hour 24 hours a day it would take you six I think six years, six and a half years to count all the microbes in one tablespoon. Ten wow. percent of life, ten percent of all the the the, the um, organic life is above ground. The other ninety percent, it's in it's the microorganisms. So like we don't see it. So people just pretend like it isn't there. But mm-hmm. this is the this is a major major thing, and so we have to take care of it. The microbes like. You think of soil, and a lot of people don't understand that, like, we're, we're talking about, like, climate change. Whether you believe it or not, you know, this is a real thing, is that microorganisms, they use the carbon to survive, and they store it. They hold it in the soil. So if you see healthy land, healthy grassland, like, even just like your lawn, for instance, mm-hmm. if you were to sprinkle, you know, your organic waste out there, that grass, it'll absorb it and it'll put it into the soil where it stores it. So it's like the soil is actually like a battery that holds electricity, but it holds, it stores the carbon. And so um, nobody's ever, nobody's ever explained that to me. They've always just said your carbon footprint. And I was like, what are you talking about? And then I just try not to. Well, I like, I like to think of it like another way that I've been thinking about it is like, you know, you think about, uh, oil right and so it's like i just feel like we're we're off balance you know because we're taking something oil from underneath the ground we run it through a motor and then it's you know the 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 co2 is given off into the atmosphere right and so it's like well it, it's, if if we want thing, you know and who's to say that's right or wrong but definitely you know it has an impact okay mm-hmm. so it's like if it was underground and then we used it through, ran it through a motor, and now it's just out in the atmosphere. Like, it, I, I'm not saying that it's good or bad, but I'm saying there is, it's off balance because it was here, now it's here. And it's same with like cardboard. You cut a tree down, which came from the soil, you turn it into a box, and we used it for stuff, and then, and then it just gets stuck. And so, what I think the process needs to be is we just need to, we just need to take things and put them back to where they came from. You know, and that's like the beautiful thing about grass is we can use grass and we can use cattle. So this is where cattle are part of the solution. It's called nutrient cycling. You know, if you leave, if you have a, because there is this like, there is this push, there's this narrative that all cows are bad. 
and get them off the land. And we've we've seen, I don't know right as far as right now, but we've seen a push through you know our government agencies, the BLM and the, the Forest Service, to take and, and, and get our cows off the land. And so we're like, well, why are we doing that? And you know, like, they're like, well, grazing is bad. It's like, listen, man, like there used to be 40 million buffalo running around and the grass evolved with the buffalo. And so, so they would eat it and then they would poop it out onto the ground and then the dung beetles would come break it up and then it goes back and it feeds it. That's the fertilizer. That's what feeds the soil. And so like it, it and right now, like we're not, I, I just don't understand why that isn't a thing anymore because like you want to get that, you want to take the animals off, but what happens if, if you leave the, and we're seeing it on some BLM permit out here um, between like just outside of town is the grass gets up so tall. We have this invasive grass called cheat grass and it was actually brought into, you know, it was, they, they used to seed the highways, the, the bar ditch, when they would put a new highway in, they'd see, put this grass in and it just, it took over the countryside. So when you have a good, a good year, a good rain year, this grass grows up super tall and it grows so thick that then it lays, if they, they won't let us use it and don't let us graze our cattle on it, it gets so thick that it lays over and then nothing grows. So then what you have is you have all this ground, which all this grass, which has pulled the nutrients and the carbon out of the soil. And so now it's all above ground. If there's nothing to eat it, then it lays there and it oxidizes. So it takes many, many years for it to oxidate, to break down, to go before it goes back into the soil. So we're losing, we're losing the ability by not grazing it. You're losing the health of the soil because it's evaporating into the atmosphere and it's not going back into the soil. So it's like, it's nutrient cycling. And, you know, there's, so there's apples and there's oranges, you know, and if you're operating one way, then you know the, the, it it can be it can be more beneficial than operating another way. Not to say that one's a lot worse than the other, but it is like it's an interesting approach, you know, and an interesting way to look at it is like yeah. we can use the cows, we can use the cows to 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 offset you know the carbon and and uh, that are these other industries are putting out there, and so we've been like really pushing hard, you know, just like. Uh, with we're also we're using carbon because like most animals in uh you know a range setting you know all cattle are when they're up until they're probably you know a year old the vast majority of them are raised the same as ours they're out in the out in the god's green earth bouncing around you know doing their thing but it's that second step when you sell them off and they start getting into the feedlot industry is when things get real messy and it can be argued whether, you know, corn is good for animals, corn is bad for animals. You know, I don't even want to get into that. But the, I know the one thing is like when you have an animal in a feedlot setting, they're just sitting there and they're defecating. And so when an animal poops and and urinates or defecates, is that the term for it? Um, when they do their business on the ground, that uh, that manure is, a, you know, there's ammonia and there's nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium in it. And it, those things are, they're, they're very unstable un, unless they bind with carbon. So in a feedlot setting, you have these animals that are all just standing around pooping on dirt and it's like, you know, it's evaporating into the atmosphere. And so what we started doing was uh, we actually, it was, it was like a really dry year. So when we have, you know, cause we, we, we do have to like in the winter months, 
um, when it's kind of cold or when it's, I guess when it's like springtime and fall time, like you can't have animals out on the pastures, you know, you gotta, you know, because they can be pockmarking the, the soil and like really they can be detrimental. So we'll pen the, we'll pen them up and, 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 and then we need to bed them in something. And we were, we typically we'd always bed animals in straw. We couldn't find any straw. So I was looking behind our local grocery store and there was all these like cardboard boxes. I don't know if you've ever seen like those bales. Yeah, of just, like, um, just, yeah, they bundle them up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so we started grabbing those, and they were giving them away because um, it was actually a, a problem. I, just recently, like they were going to pay us to take them because it's a problem because China wasn't taking them anymore. Um, so we started grinding them up, and it turns out like you know we have some rudimentary math, but for every one ton of boxes that you put that you grind up and bed your animals on, there's like 1,125 pounds of carbon, and so that now all the animals that are that were once a problem, they're actually they're they're laying on these boxes and defecating on the boxes. The boxes bind up the N, P, and K, and like we're making the best like it's we're making amazing soil out of boxes so we're solving one industry's problem because it's really it's extremely expensive to like um you know to re recycle so we're taking this tree that was turned into a box and we're just putting it back into the ground and this is something and so it's like this is something you thought of when you drove behind the grocery store yeah like, I mean, I, I was just, I was just like, oh, this would be, my cows would like love to lay in that. Like I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't even thinking about the cardboard thing or the carbon thing, but turns out, you know, there was some, there's something there. Well, in so many ways there is your, your, your curiosity is, is a talent. I mean, it really is. It's a, uh, and, and that's, you know, the, the refusal to, to just follow uh, a a certain path or a, or a stipulation as to this is how this works and um yeah I've heard that that's bad or but that's just the way it is I guess mm -hmm. and you're just saying no that's something's off here something's off and it really seems like these little subtle messages uh from just the way things biologically work are sending us a message that there's a sweet spot to everything you know, yeah. and, and too many cows standing in one spot for too long. That's a bad thing. Uh, yep. no cows is not a good thing. <laughs> no food is not, it, it's just, it not enough hard work is you are, your, your, your body feels terrible. You're lazy. You're sad. You're depressed. It's, it's not a good way too yeah. much hard work without any good rest and good food. And you break down. There's a, they, yeah. they, they, we, we, but for some reason we're in constant opposition with the sweet spot. We either want more or we don't, we want less. We want more of what's easy. We want more of money. We want more food. We want it faster. We want it now. We want it taste sugar more sugar more fat more salt more chocolate but then we want less work you know less less heart rate less less demanding things less difficulty less inconvenience less 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 and and this time and time and time again the result is misery it's misery yeah all involved when we refuse to find the sweet spot and it's it's just really refreshing to see that you're constantly in search 
of the sweet spot to make things really, really great. And but that does not that comes only because of how passionate you are to try to make a good thing better. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why I do it. I just do what we do, you know. But it's like it's I, I don't know why why who knows. But it's like it's fun, you know. I, I just like I like the the approach of like waking up and being like, you know. All right, this is let's let's just like let's just go out and do stuff. Yeah. So, so many times during our day, you're like, we we want to be you know completely scheduled on, be like, okay, I'm gonna do this at ten o'clock and then eleven, I'm doing that, and, you know. And but it's like, I, I've because I've we've done it, I've done it a time or two, and I try to like base my days off of it. Is like just wake up and just like see where you end up, right? Yeah. You know, it's like you do have your goals. I want to accomplish this or that, but then there's like all this other stuff. He's like just kind of go with the flow and see where you end up. And it's like, most of the time, like one thing for sure is you're always going to get, you're always going to get there. Like the day always ends up like the sun always comes up and, the, and then it goes down, it comes up and goes down. And so it's like what you fill it up with in the middle can either be, you know, force and grind and struggle or, you know, kind of flow and like accepting things is like struggle is lessons and, you know, and just like, you know, kind of, kind of learning from it and being, you know, stoked out and like having this like kid like mentality of like getting excited and, 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 you know, trying and questioning, saying why. And it's a lot of times it gets you into trouble though. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. it's like don't do that. Well, why? Like, well, because, well, because doesn't cut it for me anymore. No. And I'm like, I'm not good with that. So it's like it either makes sense or it doesn't. And if it doesn't make sense, then we have to all agree that, like, shouldn't we try to do a little better? Mm. Like, is there room for improvement? Because there always is, you know? Yeah. Because so. doesn't cut it. That should be a T-shirt right there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I like I like it. Um, we just do what we can do and, you know, just carry on and hope to, like, inspire everybody to, you know, other people to, you know, kick butt, ask questions, you know, figure it out. Yeah. It was, and it, put it away. The other, it out. the other cool thing is, you know, right, let me ask you this. How much has your day-to-day life changed since the uh, coronavirus crisis? Like what you do on the ranch, has that changed at all? I mean, as far as like a uh, ranch, no. I mean, yeah, yeah, a little bit. You know, we've we've kind of slowed down going to the grocery. Our grocery store is thirty miles away, and so, um, you know, my wife's she's she's in charge of all that. But so we don't we haven't been going that to the grocery store as much, and really just being more creative. But the um, the, but the, far- the work though, right? Like nothing's changed. Like those, no, those, no, work. That, that's the, works the that's same. the point I'm making because the social ramifications, right, of of stay at home and quarantine and all that sort of stuff, is because all of our distractions from how purposeless we really are on a day to day basis, uh, and how uh, much we distract ourselves from our lack of curiosity is our noses are being rubbed in it right now. Right. Instead of just yeah. saying, well, you know, what are we going to go out and what are we going to go figure out today? What are we going to go try out? Let's go over there. What's over there on the other side of that hill if we hike over there and we'll probably have to wake up earlier. Yeah. And all of a sudden your day maps itself out because of your you you're trying to figure this stuff out. Whereas if you just lay there horizontally and be like, you know, well, I can't go to the movies anymore. We 
Chili's is closed. <laughs> like <laughs> that, that's dude. Look at yourself when you're not allowed to do the things that distract you. And that will, yeah. that will point you as to where you probably should be headed. And that's I, awesome. I think that that's, what's cool. That's what, that is why. Um, and I, and I, and I feel too late to the party. Like sometimes I'm like, what if I saved up enough money and I could buy a small little ranch and start, you know, it was like, but wait a second, my grandpa didn't do it. And I don't know anything about it. And we'd all, I'd kill all the cows and we'd all be, but just the, I would love to just to pursue and buy the idea of having this purpose every day. That's unchanged. And it's going to be there. If I take care of it, it'll be here the next hundred years. And that's what seems to me to be so cool about ranching at least the idea of it i understand that everything seems more romantic on the outside than it is on, yeah. when you're actually in it but uh man so the the a big part of our uh movement here is that the the 30 something year old the 40 something year old with a couple of kids and he, and he feels like he's neck deep in the direction of his life but he secretly doesn't like it uh, is mm -hmm. it is it too late? You know, has, has, he, has he made his bed and he has to sleep in it, or can we at any moment? Can you, if you're willing to struggle, if you're okay with how hard this is going to be, can you shift and and redirect and do anything you want? What is your take on that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's if you if you've got if you've got what it takes to get it in your head, like if you have the mental capacity and the mental control to say. I'm going to do this, then 100%, like, you're going to get it done. And, you know, because the one thing is, like, n none of us are getting out of this thing alive. You know, right. like, everybody's going out the same the same way, you know, whether what time that is, who knows. But, like, it's your it's yours to do with whatever, you know, how and whatever you want. So, you know, you could be back on the, the East Coast and or the West Coast or in some large city anywhere and just be like, man, this is like, this sucks. And want something different. Like, what's to stop you from just loading up the car and heading out and like, just go? Because I guarantee you it, with the state, it, not that I want to create some mass exodus of the cities, but I guarantee you, if you drove out to any heartland, like small community and you were a cool person that could talk, you could go find some farmer or some rancher and be like, listen, if you just supply me with food and shelter, I will give you my sweat and my, my tears. Like I will work for you. And I'll guarantee you like, well, I don't know. A lot of people would be down because they, there's, there's this, you know, it's like we work, we work with, uh, I've worked with, I've got a great friend. Um, his name's Micah Fink, and he's got we this had program him on called. Podcast. He was. He's You've been, had Mike on. Yeah, he was. Yeah, it was. Incredible. <laughs> it was incredible. Oh, Mike. So Mike is. He's coming down uh, on on Tuesday. He's going to come visit. Really? And that's awesome. Yeah. So, but Micah is like he he boot camps these guys and just redoes this mental reset of how mm -hmm. your your perspective on life and gets you out into nature. And then like he's so he had he's had a number of of guys and he sent them down to help me out and like we didn't pay him but we, we we fed him and we gave him shelter and these guys like it helped him what we found is like n the land has the ability to heal people and 
and the and people have the ability to heal the land. Mm. Like it's just like there's this synergy. Mm-hmm. Like we all we need each other, but we like everybody's like it's just it's coming together. Yeah. And I don't know how it's gonna come together, but I think it's all just like people like you know, most of the time you people just get caught up in their own crap, you know, and most of it's fabricated anyways, the financial stress or whatever. Throw it all away. Yeah, you you made, know, what's we, the worst we, that's going to happen? We made all of that up anyway. Like, mm-hmm. I, I am convicted with the idea and my friend, me and Chip Morton, he's, he's a 30 year NFL strength coach. And he, uh, we, we talk about this all the time that the, the, the struggle is the tie that binds our heartstrings together. And what I mm-hmm. mean, like, you know, if you have a winch on like the front of your four wheeler or a, a a jeep or a truck or whatever, you only pull that out when something went wrong. It fell down in a ditch. It's stuck. Somebody else is stuck. There's a snowstorm, whatever. And you pull that that string out the front and you hook it up to somebody else and you pull them out of there, right? Well, mm-hmm. it, we don't we don't. It, it's not a it's not a good feeling to get your heart stepped on, right? So we keep that string up in there, right? We keep our mm-hmm. heart straight and we don't, and we, and we isolate. And, and a lot of the people that Micah works with and, and people that are dealing with PTSD and things like that, they build their own, like you said, fabricated reality of, of that they're miserable and they're alone and it throwing them out there in the land, the land just just being it itself being creation i need i'm here and i need to go over there and it's going to cost me time and energy and struggle to get over there and then uh, i'm stuck and i might fall down and i might bleed and i might get cut and this guy's going to help me get there and you and i experiencing that together has linked our hearts together. You now appear on my self map. There's a guy that wrote a book called mind hacking happiness and everything is in relationship to the pins on our self map. So that Mm -hmm. a guy that will break his own TV in his, his home because a football team made of individuals that he has never met lost right what, what does it, it doesn't make any sense it's, it's not no. logical to go outside and burn a jersey because your but your best your favorite player trade got traded or whatever like you spent the money dude it doesn't hurt you but the he appears on that guy's self map and maybe it's because his dad rooted for that team or whatever there is an emotional and psychological connection to that franchise and what that franchise does is a reflection of who he is as a person well when when, I, right. when when you and i go and do something together if i drive out to ten sleep wyoming and you teach me how to rope a calf and put it on its side and brand the thing like and I sucked at it, but you you didn't make me feel like an idiot. And you said, hey, you know, that sucked, but you just need to do it like this. And then you affirm me in the middle of all of that strain and struggle and confusion. And it now R.C. Carter means something to me for the rest of my life. 
right? And, yeah. and, and in that moment, it is impossible to be depressed or sad or feel like I don't have any purpose or any value to the rest of the world. And that's what heals us. That's what we mean 100%. by that struggle. And what you're doing is you're facilitating that for people and you're inviting them that. And, and, and it's very, very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, that's like the, 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 this human condition that it's like most primal state is like what you just described. And like, that's how everybody, you know, we going back to this like caveman days, like that's where we used to like, you got the whole, you got the tribe, you know, yeah. you got the tribe all pulling for all pulling for the common good. And now we got, it's like every man for himself out there. And that's why, that's why we're unhappy is because everybody's fractioned out and like, judging each other and like oh you don't have the new the nicest clothes or the nice car like what the hell is that yep. it's so it's just so it's just so wrong yeah, what you know and exactly. it's un it just it leads to the to the unhappiest but i mean no doubt like no matter where you're at in your life like if you could be like you think you've got you think it's terrible like it can always get worse but it's on you. Like we're all born, we're all born into this thing. And, you know, you can, you can blame it on your parents or your school teacher, you know, whoever did, did whatever to you, but it's like, it's your responsibility to own it and change it. You know, you can blame as much as you want, but as long as you're blaming somebody, you're not dealing with your shit. Like you got to man up and you got to say, Hey, okay, who's in charge of my life? Like it, it's, it's me. And like, you, you got to do it. And like, that's a really an interesting thing is like, I never realized these things until I was, you know, probably when I was 40 years old, I started to finally like these things started to really click with me up until that point. I was kind of a piss head. Like, I, I like, I know why, like I was, I wasn't like, I wasn't a great person, but then I'm like, okay, now I get it. And so now I'm like, well, how do I, how do I teach my kids? Like, how do I, how do I, how do I verbalize that? And, and show my teach my kids that and it's like really it's like you can talk as much as you want but it's like you gotta you gotta show people you don't you can't just tell you can tell people but you can't tell people one thing we all know those people they talk one talk but then they do the other you know and yeah. it's like you have you have to embody it you have to just do it and not like four days a week or five days a week like you gotta try to do it every day and you gotta realize like you got to love yourself too. You can't kick you, you know, cause you are going to screw up. You will slip back as you're, as you struggle to, you master yourself and master your, your, your crap. Like you're going to, it's two steps forward, one step back. And you're yeah. always going to screw up. You're never perfect. You're never going to be, but that's like, that's the push. Like that's the beauty of it is the challenge of trying and seeing like you push through the, things that have been like bothering you and like been plaguing you and one day it'll click and you're like oh my gosh i never saw it like that before and when you see it like that like that's just like that's that's like that's addictive man when you start to see improvement in like how you behave and like how like your life because then your life starts to get better and that's like that's really cool and like that's because who doesn't want their life to be better exactly. but i know that like you know like you know we have this issue in our country with like addictions and like whether it be whatever everybody's got their vice whether it's like alcohol or food or you know what whatever it may be like those are all just like i feel like they're all just kind of filters and i like take from somebody like i used to drink 
Like I used to get down and drink. Like if there would have, if you could have, if there would have been Olympic tryouts for like drinking, like I do, I'd have meddled, man. Like, cause I have just like so much heart. Like I don't quit. And like, we were, I was good at getting drunk and stay like, and it made no sense. And now I'm like <laughs> all that, you know, it and it's no like, yeah. it made no sense. It was just like one bad decision after another. And luckily, like my, my wife was, was like, she saw something in me and it's like stuck with me. She's like, I, you know, and, and like helped me. And I, like, I, I'm in debt to her forever for like showing me the way. Cause who knows what, what, I, what I'd have turned into yeah. had I not met her. But you know, it's like all those things I feel at this point, like they're filters, you know? And it's like, well, if you, as long as you're running from your crap and hiding from your demons, like you need a filter because you can't handle like the reality and that's fine, but you got to like, look at it like that and you got to try and you're like, okay, well, Maybe I'm, I'm not going to have as many beers today, or maybe I'm, I'm not going to have a beer tomorrow or what, you know, what I'm not going to overeat tonight, whatever it is, you know? And, and then as you, as you push, you'll start to see improvements, but it's like, you know, it's like interesting is like discipline. Like what's discipline? Like discipline's the only thing that you can't have too much of. Well, maybe love too, like those two things, yeah. but discipline, like, who, who who's ever had so much that life got worse it doesn't exist right and who's ever had so much love that their life got worse exactly and one is not in right. opposition of the other in a lot of ways they're the same thing i love mm -hmm. i love this so much that i have the discipline not to do this right i love this person so much yeah. i love my son so much that i'm not going to let him be like that right so i discipline him Right. Discipline. Yeah. Is, discipline is love. Right. Jocko William. Discipline is free. Yeah. It's it's the same. It's the same. Path. Yeah. They're 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 next door neighbors. They really it are. is. Yeah. Wow. For sure. Yeah. It's it's such a good, very, very profound, you know, you're like, I love but I, I really enjoy thinking about those things, you know, because I guess didn't go long and you're like, oh, there's so much more to it. You know, if you just kind of slow down and, you know, you've got a brain. Let's just, let's more. get out of the herd, kick out of the herd. It doesn't right. matter what anybody else thinks of you. Yeah. You know, you're not living their life. You're living your life. And mm -hmm. so, you know, I think maybe that we're all here to just like experience it because you're like, you know, you got to stop. It's how you feel. It's how you feel in the middle, that middle part, which is, uh, you know, it's really a blessing and it's like so much fun to do i just like really enjoy it mm. most days some days are pretty rough too it's like instagram oh yeah but you only put up the good days the best parts of your day right it's like, you know everybody's looking and they're like oh this person's so amazing and you're like what a great day and i'm like and like you don't even know like the crap that i had to go through or like you know you, you never show nobody ever sees this the the step back you know nobody's ever put it's always that step forward that everybody's pushing but nobody wants to talk about that step back right i almost feel that like, there'd be like a, some sort of social media that talks about like the shitty parts of your day it's like because yeah. there's so much Graham. stuff let's, alienates let's, people we're gonna start it me and yeah you, totally bummer gram i'm <laughs> i'm into it it's like this like hey i'm having a really rough day. like let's pick each other up you know because like my brother and i we were talking about this and i had the same conversation with my wife is like 
we were just out like we were trailing cows we've been trailing cows for four days and it's been so interesting having children we got you know, kids out there and like it's always hard for us like i can just go out and chase these cows it's super easy like it just just if I only have me to worry about, like it's super easy, no drama, no screaming or crying. But you get kids up at four thirty, and eh, everybody melts down. But you're like, you do it because it's good for them, and because you have to show them that they can overcome and do something hard, because that's where their their confidence their confidence comes from, yes. and like that's what makes you tough. And in you know 2020, being tough, like it's it's pretty cool. You see all these guys like, oh, that dude's super tough, but like. Really, like, nobody, like, wants to talk about, like, the emotions. Like, nobody wants to talk about, like, how they feel. Like, you just put on this big persona of, like, I'm a big tough guy, you know, whatever. I, like, go ahead and shoot stuff and, you know, drive fast cars and, you know, whatever. It's, like, man, like, it's, if you can't, like, if you can't talk about, like, that deep stuff, because it is there. Like, it. Back by the dog, sorry. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> All stuff is, like, it's there. And if you can't about how you feel really like that's pretty weak like you can put on the you know put on the mask big tough guy but if you can't talk about things like love you know that you were depressed and like you know the real stuff that's that's a weakness you know it's like that's not my we were we were always brought up in this like you know in this culture of like these big tough cowboys where you don't talk about your you know your feeling like i don't even i don't even remember my dad ever saying he's tired (laughs) Like, I don't remember right. my dad as a kid saying he's tired because that's a sign of weakness, let alone showing love, like saying, I love you guys. God forbid, like, you know, oh, my gosh, it's it's just it's, it's just so crazy. Right. Yes. But I think that's where we can change it. You know, people can change it. Like, it's fine. Like, who cares? Tomorrow, there's a whole like somebody judges you today. Tomorrow, they're judging somebody else tomorrow. Like the story, the, the story changed. Nobody, everybody's memory, like nobody remembers anything anymore. It's yeah, wild. that's true. Our fo- phones do it for us. Yeah, right. Exactly. They just, <laughs> they, they just listen to what we say so they can advertise to us specifically. Uh, but yeah. it's yeah. we you're exactly right. We have to get to the point where we can we can understand and view vulnerability as a strength. And as a form of toughness to be able to convey, here's where I'm at right now. And I could use your help with that because it is, it is pride and weakness and misplaced arrogance to try to, uh, not, not let each other know that about ourselves because we think, and it's also a lack of trust in each other because we think that somebody can hurt us if we let them know or we let them in with those sorts of things. Um, well, we've, we've basically yeah. made part two of this, uh, whole deal. <laughs> so I think, but I really Sweet. think that that's what I'm going to do is we'll, we'll, uh, we'll put this out in, in a, in a two part thing. Um, yeah. so one is kind of like, you know, you guys and, and what you're doing and then kind of the, the, the psychology and, and, and what it is behind what, what inspired all of that, you know, is kind of what the last 40 so 40 minutes or so has been um yeah hey man awesome uh you guys are you're doing it and i and i appreciate it and i i feel like i could talk to you probably for about 19 hours straight but uh you know (laughs) i don't think the the rest of the world probably can't handle that so um, yeah we just give them some smoke they can't handle the fire (laughs) exactly 
Man, didn't I tell you? Didn't I tell you that guy is incredible? Uh, just, no, that's not that's not what you think when you're thinking, oh, rancher, cowboy, you know, what does he know? Well, he knows a lot more than I do. And uh, just, it's it, it's inspiring to get to talk to people like that. That's why I'm, we're doing this thing. And hopefully we can, you know, we're one of the reasons that you stumble across somebody like RC and his family and, and, the, and the business that they have built and what it is that they're trying to do. Um, and, and, and you heard it straight from, from the mouth there. Uh, if, if, if you want to work, if you're willing to work, man, uh, somebody's willing to welcome you with open arms. And uh, just like his friend and a former guest that we had on here, Micah Fink, says your work will make room for you. There is room for you at the table of whatever it is that you dream about at night um, if you're willing to work. All right. And uh, I hope you, I hope you, I hope you get this one down in your heart, and uh, share it with some friends. Share it with uh, a buddy. You know, like us on uh, the social medias of the of all the the stuff that you're supposed to follow and share and all that kind of stuff. Give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps us grow and broadcast this message to a larger audience all right guys struggle well friends and we appreciate this little band of uh the few but crazy the the peros con locos oh i might have butchered that i don't know i've lost my mind all right guys have a great one we love you all right we'll see you soon